Blog Talk Radio. God, people, psychic Hesed that being alive and direct. What is going on? Hope you guys are doing out, doing well out there in uh, the world, running things, laying things down. We have a special show today. Hopefully, you can get the connection going. Having a little technical difficulties here. It's going to be word on the street. Jimmy Jean Louise, outstanding actor, humanitarian advocate from the country of Haiti. Much love to my Haitian people out there. Bruno and you guys back in Boston. What's happening? Folks down in Miami, up in T-Dot, back in uh, New England, L.A., Sac Town, what have you. I'm Jack for this groove. Um, I'm really Jack for this show. I'm Jack for all my guests, and we've really um, put a lot of effort to get this connection to go because Jimmy's not actually in the United States. He's in, he's actually in uh, he's in Paris right now. I think he's recovering from this awesome shoot he did for this movie, uh, Toussaint L'Overture. People, the trailer uh, aired some time ago, I believe a little over a month, and the reaction. Now, I might cut you off because uh, we're going to have Jimmy call in from Paris. So if I switch right to him quickly, that's the reason why. Uh, People, when the trailer uh, premiered, I saw it on that outstanding website, Shadow and Act. The response was unreal. Mind you, the film's not even, it wasn't even subtitled, but the response from the people that viewed that trailer was unreal. That production, I believe it's a two-part episode, two-part miniseries, 90 minutes each, so you know they're going deep into the cut of the uh, the production. It, it, I'm just really excited. So you can probably hear my voice, right? I'm actually a lot of wor- lots of words. But when I saw the trailer... You want to talk production values, you want to talk music, you want to talk drama, you want to talk just the acting, you want to talk just the power, you want to talk just the culture representing in that trailer. People were talking, when's it going to air here? When's it going to come to the United States? I'll go learn French to watch it and, you know, what are we going to do? So, people, it's it's an amazing production. It is an amazing production. So, let's see if I can get you some information here about Brother Jimmy. For all of you that don't know him, I think you guys know him as the Haitian from Heroes that aired some time ago. I think it went off air last year. And uh, his biography from IMDb goes, uh, it reads, Jimmy led a simple life in a remote village in Haiti until the age of 12 when he moved to Paris. He has worked in musical theater in Spain, spending three years with musical theater La Belle Epoque. hope I pronounced that correct. And has had a successful career as an international model. Jimmy moved to Los Angeles in 1998 and immediately started honing his chosen craft by lending his abilities to underground and independent films. That eventually led him to landing a role in Jean-Claude Van Damme's Derailed, which set the stage for subsequent roles with other Hollywood A-listers. He wanted to shoot Tears of the Sun with Bruce Willis and Monica Bellucci, Hollywood Homicide with Harrison Ford and Josh Hartnett, Monster-in-Law with Jane Fonda and Jennifer Lopez, and the miracle match with Patrick Stewart, Wes Bentley, and Gerard Butler. 
He played the lead role in The Diary of Atari Black Man and in Fat Girl, starring opposite Academy Award Oscar winner, excuse me, Oscar winner Monique Emmis Jackson as her love interest. Jimmy portrayed the charismatic Renee the Haitian in the hit TV show Heroes. Heroes. With an international peer, he's been working in many parts of the world, including France, England, Indonesia, Ghana, Nigeria, making full use of his ability to speak five languages. Five languages. I know most people I know very, you know, essentially speak two, <laughs> but this guy is speaking five languages. He's not playing around. Let's continue on with this biography here as we try to get a connection with our brother in Paris. Uh, let's see here. He received a Best Actor nomination in the movie Sinking Sand at the Amas 2011. Uh, the equivalent, which is the equivalent of the African Oscars. Uh, this is a little trivia about Jimmy. Jimmy finished school with a degree in business, but without a permanent home, it was the nightclubs of Paris which kept him off the streets. He landed his first job, a Coca-Cola commercial, where he was spotted when he was spotted dancing in a club. People you never know who's watching. He has had a successful modern career in London, Paris, Milan, South Africa, and New York. And as we said earlier, he's fluent in five languages, English, French, Spanish, Italian, and Creole, Haitian Creole. And his personal quote, from a young boy growing up in Haiti, living with no electricity, no electricity or running water, my journey to Hollywood has been rich with experience. I take little for granted and appreciate the beauty of life, knowing that there is so much more to learn. He's currently in production of the movie Lives of the Saints, where he's playing Father Cain. Uh, his last movie, 513, is in post-production. Uh, it looks to be released in 2012. The movie that everybody's looking forward to, a TV movie, Toussaint L'Ouverture be opening i believe it actually had a private screening in europe and i'll let him talk more about that it was an outstanding premiere from what i'm hearing i believe they got a 10 minute standing ovation we'll see if we can have uh, him uh, give us the inside information of how that came together but i'm really excited about this production i'm really excited about what's going on so let me give you an interview of him and again um, he used to call in from France, so we're trying to get the connection going out. We couldn't get it going out. So if he comes in and I interrupt the interview in midstream to go to our brother, don't want to keep him waiting because he has a lot going on. He's done a lot. And people, the one thing about the guy, he's a good friend. I've known him for some time. I actually met him here in L.A. And one of the most humble people I've met, you know, Many of the people from Haiti come from our region of Congo, so to us, we're related. But this guy, he's, he's con we've conversed while he's in Europe, in the islands, when he's in and out of the United States. In fact, I think he'll be here in a couple of days when Toussaint Louverture is to screen at the Pan-African Film Festival. We'll get you some more information about that. But his spirit is just so humble, and he's never forgot about the homeland. In fact, I think I still think he's traveling with a... Asian passport, but I believe he put together Hollywood United for Haiti. But let's give it an interview here that you can listen to our brother as we try to get this connection. Again, he calls in. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to switch up. Let's see what we can get here for you guys. Uh, let me give you the trailer. Ah, hold on. I think we have him here. <laughs> Hello, Jimmy. Yes, man. Ah, people, <laughs> our brother is on the air, brother. This is a day in history. What is going on, big man? Man, uh, let me tell you, I'm freezing right now because I'm <laughs> pulling you from Paris. Yeah, you see, uh, well, we're in L.A. You know, I think it's about 85 degree over here, but, you know, I'm not doing big movies like some people I know in Paris. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's get right to it, brother. Let's get right to it. You know, we're going to lead up to the what you have coming out now, but how you doing, People are getting a lot of emails. Let's go right to it. Toussaint L'Overture. We're going to talk about things around that production, around you, brother. Tell us, how did this production come to you? Because people are talking about that trailer that aired a couple of weeks ago on Shadow and Act. Talk to me, brother. Uh, well, Toussaint L'Overture, as you know, it's a project that's been in everybody's mind for the past 20 years. Uh, about two years ago, somehow I received a phone call from uh, from the producers that are based in Paris mm. while I was in LA, and uh, and they wanted to meet me uh, regarding the project to Saint Louverture. And you know, casually I said yes, I'll meet with you, and I met with them the the, the following month in Martinique. Mm -hmm. But but of course, 
because I've, I've known about the project for so long, I never thought that, you know, everybody actually had uh, the money to, to make it. So, right. you know, we had the meeting, but without really thinking that it's something that was really going to happen straight away. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, uh, actually, they met me because they actually had the money. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, and then six months later, we, were, we studied production, and, uh, and I had to spend six months out of uh, my house in, in L.A. Uh, I was in Paris, in the south of France, and in Martinique to shoot, uh, to shoot the two-part movies uh, mm-hmm. about Toussaint Louverture. Mm-hmm. At what point for you, because we know the Hollywood game, a lot of people are always talking about doing this project and that project and this project and that project, and you mentioned they had the money, but for you, when did it, for you, did your spirit say, okay, this is really going to happen? Because like you said, 20 years has been in the making, and several people have tried to do the production, as we know. Yeah. Uh, well, after the meeting in, in, in Martinique, you know, I didn't really he- hear from them very much, and then I met with them again at the Cannes Film Festival. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. actually went down just for that. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when I realized that, you know what, they're extremely serious, and that's when they started to give dates. Mm. And, and you know, when people start to give you dates, that's when mm-hmm. they're really moving forward. Mm-hmm. And then, I, you know, I, I did make a few phone calls around as well to know, you know, how legit that was, mm-hmm. uh, just to realize that, you know what, they've been working on it for the past seven years. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, and they've had uh, some tight connection with uh, with uh, uh, France 2, French Television, mm-hmm. and in the past they've done two other proje- uh, projects with them that were extremely successful, mm-hmm. and all those elements you know led me to believe that you know what it was really going to happen. Mm-hmm. As a Haitian, this is a question I want to ask you because again, as I said earlier before you came on the air. A majority of the Haitian population came from my, you know, my region of Congo, so we're related as far as we're concerned. You know, we go to Haiti, it's like, oh, they're just Congolese down there. You guys from the Congo, it's like, oh, they're Haitians over there in Central Africa. For you, you've known your spirit. What? And I don't want to say this. I don't want to say this in a way that sounds almost um, colonial, but not to the, the to the masses, but to the Haitian people among your circle. What does this film, does this character, this slice of history in film, what does it mean, brother? Well, uh, in, in, in all honesty, what it means to me, I'll take it to, to, to the world, not just to, to the Haitian no uh, population. Because what, what that man did, what Toussaint Louverture did, is something that touched the entire world. We're talking about the man that started the revolution and led to the independence of the first black republic. Mm. This is worldwide. Mm. So, so, so what he has done is not just a Haitian story. Mm. It's not just a French-Haitian story. It's not just a black story. It's purely a human story. Ah, you know, he's just, he's, he's just a great hero that accomplished something that uh, very few of us could have done. Let's not forget that he was a slave mm-hmm. first, and then mm-hmm. he became free, and then he became a general, and then he became a governor. Mm-hmm. All that in one lifetime. Mm. Mm. To be able to actually uh, bring an army together to beat the army of Napoleon Bonaparte. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so, so yes, uh, because I am Haitian, uh, the story is very close close to me. I've, right. I've learned about his story from school. Uh, I've learned about it from reading books, from seeing documentaries. And, you know, because of the struggle of the Haitians, you know, you, you idolize that person. Mm-hmm. But that aside, I think he's someone that touched so many people. Let's not forget that he was the inspiration for many other great people, great mm-hmm. leaders, such as right. Mandela, Martin Luther King, and all the other ones. Right. Meanwhile, nobody knows who he is. True. So that's, that's why that's why you know I'm extremely happy to be able to bring that movie to to the mass. Mm-hmm. You you're bringing it to the mass, brother. If you don't mind, I'd like to give a clip of the movie. That's okay. We can let the people hear the trailer. Is that all right? You have like about a minute. Yeah, go ahead. Here we go. People, this is uh, the trailer for the movie. Obviously, some of you may have seen it already, but here we go. Let's let you all give a little listen here. 
général du salon d'ouverture. J'ai été chargé personnellement par Bonaparte, premier consul, d'établir un rapport sur votre conduite à Saint-Domingue. C'est la position de Saint-Domingue sur une vraie puissance étrangère. Citoyens de Saint-Domingue, je vais remettre tous les ouvriers au travail dans les plantations. Je vais faire renaître l'espoir. Vous feriez ça J'ai décidé de doter Saint-Domingue d'une constitution. Je vous protège, je vais contre vous-même. Tu es pour me donner des ordres. Depuis que tu es gouverneur, tu ne sais plus comment les gens vivent autour de toi. Avec le premier consul, il est l'homme le plus extraordinaire que j'ai rencontré. Une force étrange s'est emparée de lui. Une force que rien ni personne ne peut résoudre. C'est la France entière qu'il y a à Saint-Domingue. I got 50 texts on my cell phone just now. <laughs> really? <laughs> Saying, uh, oh my I, I God. Hope, I, I hope most of your listeners uh, speak French, because uh, obviously that was the French French version oh, without subtitle. We have a lot of French speakers, brother. Trust me. We have a, right now, I think we have about 50,000 listeners. A, a lot of them are French speakers. Oh, Great. Oh, yeah. They're the ones that's texting me right now. They're very excited. Let's come back. <laughs> Let's come back well, to your... let them know. Let them know that if they are in uh, in the LA area, they'll have a chance to see it on the 12th, on the 15th, or on the 20th. The the 12th uh, of February being the first time that we'll we'll show it in America. Mm-hmm. Pan African Film Festival at the Pan African Film Festival at 6 p.m. at the mm-hmm. at the Rave Theater, Baldwin Hills. I can see the line already. People, that's the Pan-African Film Festival. It runs from February 9th to the 20th, 2012. The largest festival in the country. People, they don't play around. You'll be here to see this movie. You need to be there. Get there early. Go to paff.org. Again, that's paff.org to get the ticket information because it will sell out, people. Because I understand, I understand, Jimmy, there was a, a sneak screening in Europe. Can you tell us about that experience? Yeah, yeah, we had a screening here in uh, in Paris, and um, it was great because we had all kind of peoples coming through. Uh, at the end of the movie, mind you, it's two parts, two movies, mm-hmm. meaning by that three hours of movie. So after the three hours, people people stood up and uh, actually gave us a standing ovation for about ten minutes, wow. and uh, and it was quite something, you know, because. They, they liked the movie not because it was a good movie. I think most people felt that they really learned something new mm-hmm. throughout that movie. Right. You know, it's like okay, let's uh, let's let's jump back into into his, history for for the next three hours, and that's what happened to them. And they came out of it, you know, with uh, with a lot of information, with great satisfaction. And, uh, and and with with weapons to keep moving forward, pretty much. Right. You know, it was something you had mentioned actually about 30 seconds ago, and you just actually combined it in reference to. I find it really interesting as a teacher, also high school and middle school, or primarily high school, when we talk about when they talk about world history, and they talk about the French Revolution, and I inquire as do they know why Napoleon really lost France. When I bring up the revolution, Brother Toussaint, Christophe, the sisters down there that were fighting the struggle also for liberation, they have no clue who I'm talking about. <laughs> it's really, right. not, you know, go ahead, Brother. No, I was about to say, it's, it's one part of the history that they prefer to forget instead of really implement it uh, at school, universities, and all those, uh, those places. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think, to, to some level, Haiti represented a bad example for the rest of the, of the world. Mm-hmm. Not you know, in Congress. Yeah. Go ahead, brother. Go ahead. And, and that's probably why you know the the the, the story of, of 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 that revolution is not is not well known. Unfortunately, uh, the people that are suffering from that is uh, is the Haitians. You know, right. uh, can 
can, can you can you believe that you know being the first black republic to win your independence mm-hmm. and look at the the state of the country right now 200 years later yeah i i can relate to that when lumumba came out directed by our, our outstanding director Ralph peck a lot yeah. of the young a lot of our young generation had no idea they they know him you know through conversation but they didn't know the history of yeah. the struggle for independence. Oh, I can relate to that totally. Jimmy, um, it's interesting because as we come back in terms of history and worlds, your his, your career has been, it's been very eclectic to say the least. You started back in 93 in Annual Forever. From there, a couple of years later, 2001, you're in Arliss. 2002, you're in Derailed. Next thing you know, 2003, you're, you're in Fastlane. 2003, again, you open as Gideon in Tears of the Sun. How was that experience for you? Uh, Tears of the Sun. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it was good because that was the beginning of uh, of of the of being part of a blockbuster, you know, of of a big big Hollywood production. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a, it's a, it's a big machine. And and as as an actor, you know, coming from outside of the states, as a struggling actor, mm-hmm. to actually have uh, have the chance to to touch it and to feel this kind of productions, you know, it definitely brought a lot of confidence mm-hmm. in me uh, and pushed me to to keep on wanting to go further. Mm-hmm. So so that was great, you know. I mean, we, we, we worked for about, I mean, I worked for three months in that movie in Hawaii, uh, of course, with Bruce Willis, Monica Bellucci, you know, handful of excellent other actors mm-hmm. and you know during those three or four months you know you really have the chance to to sit watch learn you know mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. what i did you know the first the first two or three movies that i've done you know it was all about that sit watch learn and try to implement for yourself and and i think that paid off because you know uh, each time i came back from any of those big productions i was able mm-hmm. to bring something different in my game Mm-hmm. And, and 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 that's you know one of the reasons why I kept moving forward. But you know, uh, I guess my adventure didn't start there. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it, it started started way back, uh, if, if I should say, way back. So <laughs> it's just one more component of of what made me who I am. You know, that that little Hollywood side of right. my story. You know, right. just one side of my story. Don't forget that before being in Los Angeles, I mm-hmm. lived in England, mm-hmm. uh, in Italy, in South Africa, in Spain, and in France. Mm-hmm. And I was born in Haiti. So that's why I'm, you know, I always like to say that, you know, the States, Hollywood is just one small part of my of my story. Right. Totally, you're totally a, a global citizen. I think that'd be the right label for you, global citizen. And it seems like your career as it's progressed through movies, because it's definitely the humanitarian side I want to touch on in a moment. But I want to share this journey with you in terms of film, because from Tears of the Sun, you went on to Hollywood Homicide. Then you did This Girl's Life. You did several other productions leading up to you did the TV series The Shield. And then you followed it up working with the Academy Award winner Monique in Fat Girls in 2006 which I believe was a film directed by our Ethiopian sister, Neges. How was that yeah, experience for you, brother? Uh, it's funny that you're saying that I just got a text from her because she's in Paris right now. No! <laughs> yeah, so we, we're trying to hook up in the morning because she's going to Amsterdam tomorrow afternoon. Tomorrow uh-huh. afternoon. Uh-huh. So, so I have her text just in front of me. <laughs> you're the one that's stopping me from texting her back. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm talking to you for the people, brother. I'm talking to you for the globe. <laughs> <laughs> Blame it on me. Because it's I couldn't call you back, my dear. <laughs> no, no, uh, yes, uh, no. That was uh, that was a great experience. Uh, obviously, we kept in touch, you know, with the director Nikest Lique, who mm-hmm. is from uh, Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. And yes, that movie Fat Girls with Monique was uh, was great because uh, I portrayed uh, Tunde, who is uh, of course a Nigerian doctor, and mm-hmm. it's one of the few times that we we were able to to portray a Nigerian that was smart, educated, intelligent, and was an cook. Mm. Right. You know, in, mm-hmm. on, 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 on a big screen. So so for me, that, that, that meant a lot. 
and uh and obviously the movie was uh, quite successful and uh yes that was a very very good gig and that movie it actually is screened in Nigeria and I believe you attended the screening how was that experience for you wow. yeah that's uh, oh man uh, screening fat girls in Nigeria was a trip because mm-hmm. cause Nigeria is a big place Lagos is a big city and it was my first time in Lagos when I got there, I mean, I didn't know what to expect. You know, I always heard about Lagos, but I didn't know what to expect. Right. And I, and I get there, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. You know, you have people all over the place, cars all over the place, noise all over the place. <laughs> and it, it it sort of reminded me a little bit of, uh, about, you know, Haiti, but uh, at the same time, New York. Mm-hmm. You know, it gives you that kind of feeling where, you know, there's always, always something going on, something happening. Mm-hmm. And it's one side of of, uh, of Africa that few people know about, mm-hmm. you know. Right. And, and Lagos, uh, Lagos was, uh, was a good, good experience. And the people received the movie extremely well. You know, mm. they, they were very, the Nigerian people were very, very happy about uh, about uh, Fat Girls, definitely great experience. Nice, an awesome experience. I remember you telling me about the trip. You were like, oh, my God. I could hear in your voice how, how exciting it was for you. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, uh, just in two words, you know, the, the way they do things over there is, first of all, we got there, and, mm-hmm. and because you always have traffic in Nigeria. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, you have traffic all the time in Lagos. Right. So from the airport, uh, the organization, you know, got a couple of nice cars, Mm-hmm. But then again, we had two police officers in front of us mm-hmm. just clearing the traffic <laughs> for us. Right. So we had uh, two guys in motorcycle moving the cars right and left with a few cars in front of us and a few cars behind us just mm-hmm. to go through traffic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for, for, for once, you, you feel like being either the king or the president. Mm-hmm. You know, when you just you're just an actor, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, so that, that, that was a trip, but uh, I really I really enjoyed it because uh, you know that never happened to me before. You know that kind of experience. <laughs> right. Maybe that presidential treatment was a premonition about uh, Toussaint coming down in your future. You know, uh, well, yeah, <laughs> maybe you know. I guess everything happens for a reason in life. You know, we just. Uh, we just sometimes don't make sense of every single action that takes place in front of us, but at the end of it all, it all makes sense. Well, for you, it seems like, again, as an aspect of your global city, if you've been around the world, because from Fat Girls, you did Cuisine, and they did a movie in 2006, if I pronounce it correctly, Le President et la Sida. The President has uh, eight. That correctly. was great, Said. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do my friend that much. Le président a-t-il le sida? Right. Uh, yes, the, the the president has AIDS. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's a gig that uh, we shot in Haiti, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, it was, uh, of course, a movie about, uh, about AIDS because the situation was pretty bad in Haiti. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, it was at a time where uh, we had a lot of... Uh, uh, problems in Haiti, a lot of kidnappings, insecurity right. all over the place. It was around 2004, 2005, right after the departure of uh, Jean-Bertrand Aristide. Mm-hmm. So, so it, 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 for me, it's a movie that uh, that means a lot because you know I I, I shot it in my country in Haiti mm-hmm. uh, about a subject that's been devastating my people uh, and under conditions that were extremely difficult mm-hmm. but at the end of the day the end result is there and uh, I'm very proud of it you know we were able to to screen that movie in different uh, countries throughout the world and people you know people actually enjoyed it you know it was done very very cheaply for very little money but at the same time what was important about it was the content mm-hmm. the content was what uh, what people cared for, not the fact that we didn't have uh, millions to 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 provide the special effects. No, right. What we could provide was, you know, the uh, real human stories. Mm-hmm. 
Well, the human story, brother, again, your human story seems to be I'm, you are a citizen of the world. I think I might make a, a shirt with that on the front because as we look, <laughs> at, your, we look at your career going forward, and I have, I have four questions here regarding the same subject, and I'm leading to it. But you've done several films, and it led to this TV series, some small little series. I think some people heard about it called Heroes, where you play some <laughs> guy called uh, the Haitian. And I have five questions. People want to know, how was that for you? And they say they missed you on TV. This is uh, John from Miami, John, uh, Michael from Boston, Sarah from L.A., and Jonathan from Toronto say they want to see you back as the Haitian on Heroes. How did that come together? How was that experience for you? Well, he was was uh, was an amazing amazing gig. Mm-hmm. Uh, mind you, it is extremely difficult to be part of a TV show mm-hmm. in the states, mm-hmm. but it's even more difficult to be part of a TV show that is extremely successful. Right. And on top of that, playing the Haitian, mm-hmm. you know, which for me uh, meant a lot because. Uh, Few people knew about Haiti before the earthquake. Right. So it was one way to force people to learn about Haiti because mm-hmm. you have one guy named the Haitian on TV every week. So you mm-hmm. better go and learn about Haiti. Mm-hmm. So so it was a great way to, to get people to do that. As mm-hmm. a Haitian, I was proud of that. And, uh, you know, it lasted for four years. Unfortunately, we had to stop it for whatever reason. Right. But, uh, but yeah, I was I was sad when uh, when they stopped it. But uh, but you know that's life. You know you move on. It was mm-hmm. four good years, and uh, and and I'm and I've been moving on ever since. You know, uh, since then I think I've done a few movies. Uh, most of them outside of the country because that's something that I want to do as well. Explore different markets, whether right. it's France, England, Africa. You know. When I say Africa, I shot in Ghana, in Nigeria, in Namibia, in all kind of places. So you know, uh, for me that that's that's very much what I'm about as well. But yeah, for my Haitian people, yes, I was very very proud to be the Haitian uh, Mm -hmm. in Heroes. Yeah, I believe you were our first recipient at our African Heroes Award. You were the first guy, and I remember we joked about how (laughs) you lost the passport, but you kept you kept the. I can't remember the scene, but I think. You were able to keep the girl, but somehow she was able to get your American passport or something like that. We're like, wait a minute. How do you lose the American I passport? <laughs> I know, every... I know, I know. It's we, one of the scenes. Hey. We... I know, brother. <laughs> Let it fly. Let it fly. Because <laughs> you're the African. That's what they noticed. <laughs> so, but... <laughs> we talk one last film, and then I really want to come to your humanitarian side because we have a few minutes left here, and I want people to know about the things you are involved in beyond Hollywood and how you keep the spirit alive. You did one film, I believe, Sinking Sands. Was that in Ghana? Or was yeah, that, that was shot in Ghana, yeah. yeah. All right, you played Jima Sansun? Sorry? You played a character named uh, Jima Sansun. Was that my yes, person? Yes, indeed. Uh, okay. Uh, Jima. And, um, and it's a movie that was, uh, that was uh, directed by Leila Jensi, a young... Okay. Uh, Ghanaian filmmaker uh, girl. Okay. Um, yeah, it's it's a movie about uh, domestic violence, mm-hmm. uh, about um, a husband that ended up abusing his wife, uh, and I played that husband. Everything was shot in Ghana. It was for me beautifully shot and, uh, and a great storyline. You know, it gives you a little window mm-hmm. uh, so you can see what happens in uh, in that particular town in Ghana, you know, because, right, right. uh, you know, we don't have enough uh, enough good stories coming from some of our African countries, right. and, uh, and, and Ghana is able to bring us some, Nigeria, South Africa, Kenya, you know, Congo with Viva Riva. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Yes, man. Yes, man. Uh, but no, uh, very, very, very happy to have done that uh, that gig. Uh, so if, if 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 I don't know if your listeners uh, have not checked it out, you know, it's one one of my movies that I'll definitely tell them to to get. Sinking Sand. To get it, people. Get it, people. Yeah. Check it out. Get it, people. Now I want to come to the side that I think a lot of people. 
You know, I know a lot of people that are involved in film or what have you. They get involved in these quote unquote, they get, you know, charities or humanitarian efforts. And sometimes the sincerity is often questioned, but we don't know what's in their heart. But with you, Haiti has always been in your heart. No matter where you've been, Haiti's been in your heart. And I believe some time ago you and you put together the organization Hollywood United for Haiti. Could you give us yeah. some information about that, brother? Because I know during the earthquake you were full force in effect with the organization. Tell the people about the organization and how they can get in touch with that. What's going on? Uh, Hollywood Unites for Haiti dot uh, org or H U F H dot org. Um, that's a non-profit organization that uh, that I put together about three, maybe four years ago. Right. Um, because Haiti wasn't doing well, and I'm talking before the earthquake. Mm-hmm. Um, I always go back and forth to Haiti. All the time, because my that's my that's me that's my roots that's my blood and my parents are there as well. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, being in Hollywood, you know, the lifestyle is so so different that every time that I ended up in Haiti, I'll I'll be very happy. But at the same time, I'll be extremely sad to see the conditions in which some of my other brothers and sisters were living in. Right. So. So, so you know, I just tried to, to to do whatever I could. At first, it was try to bring some clothes, you know, to to the kids, uh, and then more clothes, and then I brought some people, some 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 Hollywood stars, you know, to go down there, and then they can speak about the situation themselves. Mm-hmm. And then after 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 some of those trips, I said, you know what? Let's just come up with that nonprofit organization and really uh, make it make it legit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and that that that's how that's how it um, it started really, and uh, why Hollywood? Because Hollywood attracts people, attracts media, and I wanted to attract the people from Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Then those people will attract the media, and then the media will let the world know that Haiti needs a little bit of attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how the name was created. Hollywood unites for Haiti. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so you know, ever since you know, we've been trying to do whatever we can. Uh, it's very difficult to do a lot because to do you need money, and to have the money, you know, it's a constant, constant battle, constant hustle. Uh, but at the same time, we're still able to to succeed in some of our projects. You know, mm-hmm. uh, one of them being the fact that we built a school about a year and a half ago, and uh, the the school is, is 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 going. You know, it's been the second year this year uh, that uh, some of the kids, uh, most of the kids, or all the kids that are going to that school are able to have a free education and also a, a hot meal. Mm. So so we're very happy about that, and uh, and we just keep it on uh, on going. You know, we we don't we, we don't make too much noise about what we do. We just try to do it. You mm. know, uh, right. Because uh, it doesn't matter how how small of a gesture uh, people do for Haiti, the smallest gesture would be great for a lot of people in Haiti. Mm. And the diaspora is extremely important mm. for Haiti. The right. Haitian diaspora, you know, I definitely encourage all the Haitian living outside of Haiti to reach back to Haiti, now, whether simply go back to the country, uh, provide some help if you can. Even if you can't provide help, just by them going back there is boosting the Haitian economy. So so there is a lot that uh, the diaspora has been doing already, and there's mm-hmm. a lot more that they can do. Uh, Haiti wouldn't be anything uh, right now without the diaspora. Right. So most of the Haitian economy comes from the money that the diaspora sent to Haiti. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, they just have to keep going, and hopefully, you know, uh, we'll be able to get our act together, politically, economically uh, speaking. Politically, I remember there was a comment, there was a subject. I don't know. I believe it's still ongoing. That in reference to either the Haitian diaspora being allowed to vote in Haiti, even though they have citizenship of another country. Do I have that scenario correct? Well, I mean, uh, right now that? the biggest the biggest scenario that we're having is the double nationality, right. uh, you know, having, uh, giving permissions for Haitians to have two passports, 
Because right now you cannot have two passports. Either Same you're Haitian or you're not. Same here, brother. I know the feeling. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, so so, so uh, it's a shame because it's a huge handicap for for our, you know, for the Haitian Americans right. that are born maybe in, 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 in the States or moved to the States a long time ago. But they can really provide some real help to the country. But they have they have a, a, an American passport. Right. But once you have the American passport, you have to lose to lose that Haitian passport. Meaning by that, there is not too much you can do in the country. Mm. You'll be blocked mm-hmm. by the government, by the rules, by the law, mm-hmm. and that's something that I think should be changed. We have you the know? same. So, yeah. Go ahead. So, so yes, yeah, they should definitely give the right. To, to Haitians to have two passports, give the rights to the Haitians living outside of Haiti to vote. And, uh, you know, because the Haitian economy uh, is really boosted by, by, uh, by the diaspora, mm-hmm. so, you know, let them be fully part of the, part of the country. Mm-hmm. You know, I by think, accepting them. I know a lot of people, trust me, a lot of us, as Congolese, we have the same situation. You know, either Congolese, if you become a citizen of the country, then you're not Congolese anymore. And, you yeah. know, for some people, they can do that very easily. But for some people, to do that, that's almost taking their spirit out of their body. They just can't yeah. do it. So I think a lot of people don't really – I think a lot of people can relate to that scenario and how that can hurt the development of our respective countries. I remember with the earthquake happened in Haiti. You know, our government, you know, we were coming out of two wars, but the first thing we did was, you know, hey, the Haitians are our people. That's our that's our, our, our relatives there. We donated yeah. a million we donated a million dollars and everybody was coming down on the country, but we say, Hey, that's our people. We have to give something. We can't look in the mirror and say, We gotta do something. Do you feel, Jimmy, and we'll just wrap this up, I know you have a lot going on. I don't want you freezing to death out there also. Um, <laughs> no, I'm you, fine. I'm inside. <laughs> okay. Do you feel I want to say this. You, you made, there was a comment you had made before, uh, during the earthquake at the height of all the fundraising, the TV shows, what have you, and you said your concern was that Haiti will be, will be forgotten as it was before the earthquake. Do you yeah. see, that, do you see that, that actually happening now, or do you still – do you feel that that's the case with Haiti now? It's been forgotten, or do you feel it's been uh, – the awareness is a little higher now? What, what do you, what's your perspective, sir? Uh, I think I think it's it's yeah it's definitely been forgotten by 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 the media for sure mm-hmm. and and by most people mm-hmm. uh, but right now there could be a little bit of progress mm-hmm. but uh, uh, we are in a situation where uh, things are complicated very complex you know right, right. <laughs> uh, business wise business wise. It's it, it's very difficult to get things going in Haiti, right. and um, and 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 I think that the government the government in Haiti needs to to have some kind of stability, just so they can welcome some of the business. Even though they say that uh, Haiti is open for business, mm-hmm. uh, we still have a, a long way to go to to fully be open for business. And also, we have a bunch of sharks right now circling Haiti mm. uh, because there is uh, there are a lot of big contracts right. still to be to be taken. So, so we don't know if some of those people are there for the advancement the advancement of Haiti, or if they're just there to really hit Haiti and then get out. Right. So that's why. Uh, the situation is very slow. Uh, maybe it's not it's not completely forgotten, but it's almost the same thing because it's not moving fast enough. Mm-hmm. It's really not moving. I mean, for a country that was hit by an earthquake, where we had uh, I don't know how many uh, how many thousands ended up uh, dying because you know it's very difficult to have an exact number. Um, Two years down the line, uh, it is true that we don't really hear too much about Haiti besides the fact that we do have a couple of heavy heaters that are extremely involved in Haiti, and mm-hmm. we speak about them, meaning by that, Sean Penn, that is still very
very much involved in Haiti and um and the likes of uh, of Bill Clinton mm-hmm. that is still uh going back and forth uh and yeah so so if 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 that handful of people were not in Haiti to actually force the American media to to go there and, and try to understand what these guys are doing you know nobody would be talking about Haiti Right. I mean, nobody's actually talking about Haiti. Mm-hmm. You know, the only reason why I'm, I'm mentioning uh, Sean Penn right now is just because he was just named uh, an ambassador right. by, the, by, by the president. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's a little bit of light. But mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, we don't really focus on the Haitians that are really struggling. Mm-hmm. We don't focus on the people that are really suffering. And the, the number of people that are extremely struggling uh, is, is is huge, you know. Don't forget that we still have a lot of people sleeping on the tents, mm-hmm. still. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And this leads me to this question: If you weren't acting, Jimmy, what would you be doing? I mean, you do the advocacy, the humanitarian aspect. That's part of your spirit. But if you if you weren't acting, if you weren't involved in film or what have you, or is film a a, a part of your advocacy? What what do you think you'd be doing if you weren't an actor? <laughs> it's very very difficult to know what I could have done. Uh, the reality is I am who I am. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I, I like to, to get involved, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, maybe I'll get more involved in in, in, in human causes, you know. Uh, I, if, 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 if within if in five, ten years I don't act as much, you know, uh, I mean, I'm... What I do, what I do, has a lot to do with what I would like to do as well. Right. Uh, because being an actor is, right now, the way I do it is one way to represent Haiti. Mm. You know, because I focus a lot on Haiti. A lot of what I do, you know, is in direct connection with Haiti. Uh, so maybe an ambassador to Haiti uh, would definitely be something I'll, I'll, I'll carry with uh, with. With uh, with lots of pride and uh, and uh, and yeah, I, you know, I, I'd like to I'd like to put Haiti on the map somehow. You know, I'd yeah. like to put Haiti on the map. And with this film coming, Tucson coming out, I think you'll put it on the map, around the map, and under the map, brother. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's part of the process. <laughs> you know, Will you be? It's one step. It's one step. You know, it takes many, many, many steps, but it's definitely a big one. Yes, sir. Yes, indeed. Will you be in? Uh, will you be in LA for the screening? Do you know if you'll of be? Of course, here? of course. Okay. I will arrive uh, in LA on the tenth because mm-hmm. uh, they're giving me an award at the Pan African Film Festival okay. combined with the Africa Channel at mm-hmm. the Night of Tribute. Okay. So I'm getting the Diaspora Award, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's on the 10th, and then on the 12th we'll be screening the movie uh, at the Pan African Film Festival. So I will be there for Q&As, and uh, I'll be there as well on the 15th, okay, uh, and also on the 20th. All right. Q&As. So definitely come through uh, because um, it's a great, it's a great movie. You know, the movie will move you. Uh, you'll have a feeling to 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 jump back in the history, have a better sense of who we were, uh, which will help you to keep on going forward. Jimmy, I think that's right there is the crescendo of this conversation. You know, I want to say, you know, I really want to say thank you for taking the time. You know, you've been all over the place, but you've always made sure to communicate, hey, this is where I am at this time, I'm at this time, so we can make this happen. A lot of people, right now we have about 14,000 people listening to this conversation. I can see it on my screen. Oh, really? Oh, oh yeah. And I, but we, I only have you so much time, so I don't want to do all the questions. We've been here for like three days. Summer, <laughs> you know, so, but I want to leave it with you. Um, is, there, is there a message you can give, French, Creole, whatever, just leave a message, whatever you want to say, brother, and we'll end it there with you. However you want to say it. Go ahead, brother. Wow. Uh, well, I don't. I don't. I, I don't edit. So go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm Congolese, so you know how we get down. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, I, I probably said everything I wanted to say throughout uh, okay. the the little interview, but uh, um, 
keep the faith, you know, whoever you are, wherever you're going, keep the faith, and uh, let's continue to help with it, to help each other, you know. At the end of the day, we're all brothers and sisters, whether we're all Africans, all Haitians, all Americans, or all French, you know. The reality is that we are all brothers and sisters. Uh, don't do to others what you wouldn't want them to do to you. People, I couldn't say it any better. Brother Jimmy, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. I'm looking forward to seeing you in LA. I can't, you know, I can't get you police escorts out of LAX like Nigerians do. <laughs> hey, trust me, hey, you can. <laughs> it's easy to get that in LA. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the easiest thing for a brother. Trust me. <laughs> hey man, on that note, hey man, I love you, man. I look forward to seeing you. The movie coming out, and please tell the guests I said hello, and I apologize for holding up the text reply. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> take care, bro. All right. You take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. People, that was our brother, Jimmy Jean-Louis. I, that was one. I hope you've gleaned a lot about his personality, about his spirit. He's always been consistent about his heart. His love for Haiti is without question, without equivocation. There's no doubt about his love for the culture. His love for the flag is always in his heart. You know how I am about Congo. You know how a lot of our, my fellow Congolese, Kiowa, Ndaya, Chulumba, Mwamba, Omekongo, you know how all of us feel about DRC. But, you know, when it comes to Haiti, my friends Wendy, Mark Rodney, Wendy Abraham, Eves down there in Miami. Uh, my God, I'm just, it's escaped my mind. Vincent and the crew. It's, you know, when it comes to Haiti, you know, the, the, when it, he waves the flag. Like it's no one's business. It's in his heart. I want to thank you guys for t- tuning in. We have a lot of text messages here. We have a lot of emails here. We have a lot of conversation in the chat room. I'm sorry I didn't get to that. We only had him for a so much amount of time. Maybe we can do another interview when he comes to L.A. We can sit down and do like an hour or something like that, and I'll just do your questions. Hopefully I, I can see I've answered some of your questions via our conversation. But I'm really looking forward to this movie coming out, and I like how he pointed out it's not just aspect of the Haiti, the Haitian Revolution, or what have you. It's that it's, it's who's it, who has it inspired, that the global aspect. I think it's a rare case where you can say yes, it's actually a universal story in terms of the fight for freedom and who has he inspired. And as I teach and I talk to people, I ask them, you know, who are you inspiring? The listeners, are you inspiring somebody where after you're gone? They're going to say, hey, this person said this to me so I can go do this, or this person accomplished this over here so I can do that. Who are you inspiring? Because Toussaint, Christophe, all the brothers and sisters who have sacrificed in the revolution, Simon Bolivar, who came out of the revolution and went to go fight in Santo Domingo, uh, you know, what is now DR, Dominican Republic, and then went over to the great uh, war for freedom uh, liberation in South America, which Bolivia is named after. Uh, he's, they've inspired so many people, and as they said in Gladiator, what they did in life echoes in eternity. This movie will echo in eternity. And again, it was in French, but I have a lot of French speakers. If I had the English version, I would have played that. But people, go to P as in Paul, A, F as in Frank, F as in Frank, dot org. Look up the film schedule. Um, it's the Pan-African Film Festival, February 9th to the 20th, 2012. It's a great, it's a, they have a deep lineup this year. Um, if you want to get in contact with them, you can send me an, in, an infam, uh, email to info at pan. I'm sorry, info at paff dot org. Info at paff dot paff dot org. So I'll say it one more time. You can email them at info at paff dot org. Uh, if you're a media contact, Willissa Miss uh, Willissa Bennett three one zero two six six nine seven zero four. Three one zero two six six nine seven zero four, or you can also contact them via phone to their office on uh, La Tierra Boulevard. Uh, the number is three one zero three three seven four seven three seven. It's three one zero three three seven four seven three seven, or send them a fax. Three one zero three three seven four seven three six. That's three one zero three three seven four seven three six. Also, for the Student Fest, I believe they have a component of the festival, the Student Fest. Cherise Moise runs that or coordinates that. Again, that's Cherise Moise. I hope I'm pronouncing the last name correct. Her number is 786-683-3976. 786-683-3976. 
786-683-3976. So give him a call. Check him out. Babu runs the joint. He's a founder of the organization. Give him a shout-out. Tell him Saeed says hello, the Congolese, and definitely be at the event. Let me see if I can get some information in our remaining time. Uh, right, the Rave Cinema is located at Baldwin Hills Crenshaw Plaza. So I'm not exactly familiar with the area because I'm still kind of new to L.A., so bear with me. But let me see if I can find uh, where this movie is playing, the schedule for you. Again, it had a t- it, here we go. It's going to play. It's going to screen Sunday, February 12th, uh, February 12th. Part 1 will screen at 6 p.m. Part 2 will screen at 7.45 p.m. Again, that's Sunday, February 12th. Part 1 will screen at 6 p.m. Part 2 will screen at 7.45 p.m. Uh, Wednesday, February 15th, Part 1 will screen at 8.15 p.m. Part 2 will screen at 10 p.m. Again, Part 1 will screen at 8.15 p.m. Part 2 will screen at 10 p.m. That's Wednesday, February 15th. And I believe there's another date here. I'm not able to see it fully. The browser is kind of cutting me off. But you have the information to get in touch with them. Ah, uh, wait a minute. I think I have the information right here for you. Uh, yes, February 20th, part one at 1.30 p.m., part two at 5.15 p.m. Again, that's February 20th, part one at 1.30 p.m., part two at 5.15 p.m. Again, the synopsis of the story is developed. It's directed by Philippe Nyang. Uh, the synopsis is the long-awaited two-part action epic of the life of Haitian revolutionary Toussaint L'Ouverture who led the only successful slave revolt in the history of the world. The Haitian revolutionaries defeated Napoleon Bonaparte, Bonaparte I'm sorry, uh, and his imperialist armies, the superpowers of his day, and won independence from France. Known for his military genius and political acumen, L'Ouverture established Haiti as the first black modern nation-state. The success of L'Ouverture and the Haitian Revolution shook the institution of slavery throughout the quote-unquote new world of the Americas and in Africa and caused Napoleon to sell the Louisiana Territory to the United States because France did not have troops left to defend it. And plus, they didn't have no money from all the money they lost losing Haiti. Um, let me get this back to the flow here. Also, it's a must-see. It stars Jimmy John Louise from Heroes, Fat Girls. Aisa Maiga, uh, Bamako. She was in that movie. Uh, Aisa ba- uh, Maiga, Bamako. Um, I believe it's a female name, right? Okay. Sonia Roland, she was Midnight in Paris. And that's Sonia Roland, Midnight in Paris. And Hubert Kaunde, the constant gardener. Great actor. I know his, I know that, I know him from that film. Hubert Kaunde. So, people, hope you enjoyed the interview. We have two minutes left here. Let me give you an, uh, one more interview with uh, Jimmy Jean that he did. Actually, let me give you some. We don't have that much time, actually. It's uh, about three minutes long. So, let's give a little music here for you guys in our remaining time. Hmm. We have about two minutes. What can we get down with here? I'm gonna put it to you guys. Whoever wants to, you, you listeners out there, send in what you would like to hear, and we'll take it from there. Actually, huh? Ah. Okay. So this person, no, we played enough to we played Tupac in yesterday's show. So give me something else. Someone, uh, someone here wants something in French. I have break for love in French, but I don't know if that'd be appropriate for our listening audience. But you know what? So what? <laughs> it's my I'm gonna do what I wanna do, people. Uh no. How about okay, here we go. Carol, Said, how are you doing? You know, I've listened for a long time. You never played my request. So I would really like to hear I you played it some time ago, I want your love. I want you. Okay. I know the song you're talking about. I want your love, the Euro mix. All right, we'll give that to you. People Side Kikesa to bring you live and direct. Word on the street is Jimmy Jean Louise. I hope you enjoyed the interview. Let's close it out here. It's I Want Your Love uh, by Cafe Del Mar, the Euro mix. People, enjoy. Wave the flag of your culture. Be safe. Spread the knowledge. Side Kikesa to bring I'm gone. Thank you. 
Night, people. Sidekick Cassidy the Binger, live and direct from LA. Thank you for tuning in. Little instrumental beat. It's gonna take us off air. Hope y'all have a great weekend. I'm gone.